Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you Everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hello everybody and welcome back to the Personal Best Podcast with me, Ruby Lola. Today is going to be a bit of a different type of episode because the podcast is officially six months old. I really don't know where half a year has gone, but I thought it would be fun to do a little Q&A to celebrate the podcast's half birthday. So you guys asked me lots of questions on Instagram about the podcast and about my personal life, so I thought I'd do my very best to try and answer them for you. I haven't made any notes for this, so hopefully I'm going to make sense when answering these. But yeah, I really hope you guys enjoy listening, and let's get on with the episode. So the first question I want to answer is what inspired you to start the show? I get this question quite a lot and if you've listened to my very first intro episode I try and explain my reasoning for starting the podcast but basically I've always had a real passion for health and fitness and self-improvement and I think that stems from wanting to better myself like I've always felt this pressure to make progress in some sort of way I did at one point start a fitness Instagram but I posted for about three weeks and I realised that it didn't feel very authentic to me and I didn't really have anything new to add to what is quite a saturated market so I pivoted from that and decided I wanted to do a podcast. I've always loved podcasts, I think there's something so intimate about listening to a conversation that you feel like you're a part of it. And I've always been very curious about learning from other people. Like, 
I've absorbed so much content from these fitness influencers online or reading these like self-help books. So I thought rather than making it a show like the Ruby Lola show, I could interview these guests and learn from them. So that's sort of it really. It's been a culmination of different things and ended up being the personal best podcast. The next one is any habits or routines that used to be a chore but are now a new norm? Was this active or passive? This is a great question. Um, Waking up early would be my answer to that. I have always been a morning person. I'm not someone that can ever sleep in until like the late afternoon. Having said that, I was very comfortable with my 8am, 9am wake-ups, um... And I always struggled to, to get up any earlier than that. But at the start of this new year, I decided that I wanted to make getting up early a new habit. I wanted to, you know, seize the day and feel more productive. So yeah, I started setting my alarm for about six, half six in the morning. And at first it was so hard to get up and out of bed at that time because your body's just like, go back to sleep. So it was definitely difficult to begin with, but now it's become a norm for me. It was definitely an active choice. So I started to do things that would um, help me get into that routine. So I go to bed earlier. Like That's a massive one. If you're not getting adequate sleep, then you're not going to be able to get up early and feel energized. I try not to go on my phone before I go to bed and I read instead. I have a light alarm clock, which has been an absolute game changer. Um, I think I got mine from Philips and it basically wakes you up by this light getting brighter and brighter. And then it does have a sound as well. But I honestly dread waking up to an iPhone alarm now. I just think it's not a good way to start the day. Like you just shocks your body with this irritating noise. So anyway, I now leave my phone outside of the room. Uh, plugged in somewhere and yeah this alarm clock has been so good because it's like waking up to a nice sunrise every day Uh, who doesn't want that (laughs) Um, and yeah I also just have a nice morning routine now I wake up early do my skincare blah 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 um, and then I have a nice coffee and it just is a great way to start the day Um, so yeah waking up early is my new norm The next one is, how do you see growth in the upcoming years? Where to evolve? Um, I don't know if this means specifically about the podcast, but I feel like that's probably the easiest way to answer it. And if I'm honest with you, I really don't know. If there's anything I've learned since starting this podcasting journey is that things are so unpredictable. Um, There's a quote, Oh, there's a lyric in the song by Outcast that says, you can plan a pretty picnic, but you can't predict the weather. Um, and it's so true because you can have, you know, your map to success all laid out, but you're still going to face bumps in the road and, and there's still going to be hurdles that you didn't even expect. So I haven't really <laughs> thought about how the growth is going to look. Having said that, there are definitely ways that I want to grow and evolve the podcast. I feel like I've put a lot of effort into it already, but I know that there's so many different ways that I can level up. Um, 
part of which I feel like I just don't have time for at the minute and the other reason is it's just out of my expertise. So there are lots of things that I know that I can do to keep growing the podcast but I'm also not putting too much pressure on myself because as I say things are just unpredictable so yeah. The next one is what's the most surprising thing you've learned since starting the podcast? Hmm... I think it's that everybody, despite their level of success or their achievements, everybody doubts themselves and everyone goes through periods of not being sure that they're on the right path um, or feeling anxious about things and dealing with imposter syndrome And I've really learned that from speaking to all these people that I genuinely admire and look up to. And it's been really nice actually to listen to their stories and realise that we're all the same and we all have the same doubts about things. Uh, Like recently when I spoke to Joel Davies on the podcast, he opened up that he suffers with anxiety um, quite a bit and that... A while ago, he probably wouldn't have said yes to coming on my podcast because it was, you know, a new experience and he would have had to travel three hours on a train. And to hear him say that just made me realise that, you know, he's got all these hundreds of thousands of followers and he's achieved amazing things at at 21 years old, but he also still has the same hang-ups of the rest of us. So, yeah, I think that's been the most surprising thing. Um... And it's also been really nice to realise that we're all human and, uh, yeah, nobody's perfect. Um, Okay, the next one. What was the final spark that led you to starting the podcast? Um, Good question. I would say Will Bailey agreeing to come on as a guest. That might sound a bit silly, but I had the whole plan for the podcast in place. Um, I started to reach out to guests before the podcast was actually uh, a real thing. It wasn't. It wasn't live across any platforms. I didn't even have the podcast Instagram set up, and I was just DMing people asking if they wanted to come on. And Will Bailey agreed to it. And if you don't know, he is a fitness influencer. He works with Gymshark. He's got a lot of followers uh, across different social platforms. And I was so surprised that he said yes. I was honestly so shocked. And for me, that was the moment where I thought, okay, I've got to do this now. Um, I've got to make this happen. And yeah, he was the first guest that I interviewed in the studio I was honestly so nervous and if you listen back to that episode I think you can tell but yeah it was it was also really great that he agreed to coming on because it just gave me this sense of enthusiasm that I can do this and I can make it work so yeah that was that was the key moment I think. Off the back of that another question is who is someone you would really want on the podcast? Um... Sam Sulek. (laughs) If you don't know, Sam is a a fitness content creator and uh, he shares his workouts um, and parts of his life on YouTube and he does these daily vlogs. And I think 
he's such an interesting person because he sort of defies all the laws of how to be successful on social media. Like his videos are so raw and uncut and even the thumbnails are just a, a normal picture. The titles are like bulking leg workout day 72, chest and arms day 73. Like it, it's so interesting to me how he's achieved this astronomical success uh, just by being himself and, you know, not trying to play the algorithm in any way. And I also think he's a really intelligent guy beyond just the muscles and the flexing. So it would be so amazing to get him on the podcast because I feel like he's a bit of an enigma and to be able to get an interview with him and just chat with him would be incredible. So yeah, <laughs> Sam Sulek. How do you deal with negative comments when starting something new? I feel very fortunate that I haven't dealt with a lot of negativity. Even when I was telling my friends and, and people around me about my idea for this podcast, everybody was so supportive, which, yeah, I'm very grateful about. Um, I do think, however, when you're starting something that's a bit out the ordinary or hasn't been done by many people, you will be met with a certain level of scepticism and I think that's fair enough because people are going to have questions, they're going to have doubts. So I don't think you should let that demotivate you or detract from your goal because the fact that it's not being done by most people is probably a good thing. And I actually spoke with Angus about this on the Mindsets podcast and he said a really great thing which is whenever you're doing something new, first people will ask why you're doing it and then they'll ask how you did it. And that transition only really happens when you achieve a certain level of success. And I find it so funny now that I get messages from people saying, how did you start your podcast? How did you grow the podcast? Because I still feel like I'm in the early stages and everything I'm doing is just what I think will work. So I don't really have a great answer for that one. Um, but any negativity I have had in terms of comments on videos and things, I sort of just brush it off because it's almost a good thing because it means that your content is being seen by people who don't already follow you because the people who follow you are already engaged with it and probably agree with everything you're saying. So any backlash you do get is from outside of that uh, little circle um, and it shows that your content is is reaching more people. So yeah, I wouldn't worry too much with the negative comments. I just think as long as you're pleased with what you're doing and you're happy with the way you're doing it, then carry on. How do you get all these big people on your podcast? <laughs> uh, very persuasive. Jokes. I think there's two main ways, really. The first thing I'd say is shoot your shot. Don't be scared of rejection. I have obviously been so fortunate to speak with some incredible guests on my podcast, but I have also DM'd a lot of people and never had a reply. So don't think that everybody has just said yes straight away. I think you've just got to ask yourself, like, what have you got to lose if you, if you ask someone to do something or, or to be a guest on your podcast, like the worst thing that's going to happen is they turn around and say no and you just take it on the chin and, and move on. Um, the other thing I'd say is 
networking. I know that's sort of used in the business world a lot, but the same goes for um, kind of working with people through social media because a lot of the guys I've spoken to were all friends, which is really amazing because it meant that through Will Bailey, I got James Beardwell, and through James Beardwell, I got Sam McCarthy, and then through Sam, I got Nathaniel, and that's so amazing because it means that everybody who's come and chatted to me has you know, enjoyed the experience enough to recommend it to a friend and and suggest that they come on as well. So yeah, I just think utilize social media and and slide into those DMs or just try and build your network a bit uh, would be my best advice. The next one is when you go into an interview, how do you go about planning themes, questions or topics? So First of all, I'd just say that everybody who I've invited on the podcast and who's agreed to come on, I am genuinely fascinated by them and I really want to know their story. So I think it helps to already have a certain level of curiosity. I am a part-time uni student and as part of my journalism course, I've spent a lot of time interviewing people on things that I don't really care about. So I think it's really important to be talking about something you're actually interested in. Um, But in terms of my actual process, I feel like I'm actually quite selfish and I just ask the questions that I want to know the answers to and questions that I hope the audience will also find interesting. But something else I'll do is stalk my guest quite heavily. which is a bit embarrassing, but I think it's really useful to gauge the type of messages they're sharing with their audience and the things that they've chosen to share online. And I often find by doing that, they'll have said something uh, really interesting and I'll I'll want to ask them about that further. Uh, For example, using Joel Davies again, he said in a recent video that progress makes him happy and so I wanted to ask him about that because it's something that I can relate to as well so yeah that's my main method uh and I'll always just try and do a bit of extra reading (laughs) around whatever topic I'm going to be talking about whether it be running or nutrition or like mindset lifestyle stuff so yeah I, I think it's really good to um go in with a bit of a plan uh, I'm pretty sure it's an Alex Hormozy quote where he said the difference between being nervous and being excited is your level of preparation and I honestly think just doing half an hour, an hour of research ahead of each podcast really, really helps. So that would be my advice. Another question is what motivates you? It's so funny because I have asked this question to so many guests and I haven't really stopped to think about my own answer. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. 
Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'd say at the very core of it, what motivates me is wanting to make progress and seeing myself improve kind of pushes me forward um and I, I just I've never really understood why I'm wired that way and I know I'm not alone I think there's a lot of people out there who who share that mentality um but I just get so much internal satisfaction by pushing myself and doing things that I said I was going to do that's a massive driving factor for me um you know, that sense of achievement, I feel like, just spurs me onwards. I don't know if I'm making much sense. But yeah, I would say it's just making progress. It's as simple as that, really. Someone asked, what advice would you give to your younger self? This is interesting, because I think it depends what age I'm talking to. But if I could go back a few years and talk to my teenage self, I think I'd firstly say... Stop trying to chase people who don't want you in their life. And that might sound a bit deep, but I had a few situations with friendships and romantic relationships where I was desperately trying to hold on to somebody who wasn't reciprocating that. And it was quite painful at the time, but I wish I had just allowed that person to move on. Um... And there's a really nice quote, actually, which says, someone will come into your life for a reason, a season, a lesson, or a lifetime. And I think that just frames it really nicely because people will come and go and you have to be accepting of that and also find comfort in the fact that there's people out there who you haven't even met yet who are probably going to have a massive impact on your life in some way. And I'm genuinely so grateful for all my friends who have stuck around and amazing people that I've met the other thing I'd probably say is to just have some more self-belief and I feel like that's a running theme throughout this Q&A but it's so important because I am someone that deals with a lot of self-doubt and something that's helped me is actually my mom asked why not you and I think you have to ask yourself that like why not you it's so easy to think that Everyone around you has got some God-given talent or unwavering dedication that you don't have, but that's just not the case. And I truly believe that everybody has so many unique skill sets and characteristics that they can bring to their own passions. Like, I might not be Stephen Bartlett or Chris Williamson, but I am Ruby Lola, and that's the best thing that I can bring to this podcast. So... Yeah, I think it's so important to just really believe in yourself, (laughs) even if other people don't. So yes, that is what I would tell my teenage self. The next one is, what's your job? I have mentioned this a few times, I think, but I 
I'm still at university. I'm a journalism student. I will be graduating this year, so I've only got a few more months left of my degree course. And I'm also a part-time waitress, so most of my weekends I spend waitressing in a restaurant in Notting Hill. I've been in the job for about two years now, and yeah, it's quite a lot to manage, but that is what I'm doing as well as the podcast, which ties in nicely with another question, which is, How are you finding balancing work, podcast, running, life? Um, Good question. I feel like a few months ago, I was quite overworked. I was dealing with a lot of stress um, due to some personal things going on. And genuinely, my life just felt really chaotic. I know a lot of people say that, but I feel like I was just trying to tread water constantly and was barely staying afloat. So I had to sort of make some changes uh, at that moment. And it was actually after a conversation with one of my best friends that I realised what I was trying to do just wasn't sustainable. So the best thing I did was implement some sort of routine into my life. I think it's quite hard when you don't work a normal nine to five, like my shifts can be all over the place. I'm at uni two days a week, etc. Um, so now I only work weekends, which is a bit annoying, but it means that I now have designated days where I don't have to be at work or uni and I can spend time doing my podcast or just spending time with friends or relaxing, which we all need to do. And the other thing I've done is keep a diary. It was something I always tried to do and always failed at. And it meant that I was completely all over the place and I was so unorganized. Like, my friends will probably vouch for that. Um, So yeah, I think that's been a massive help as well. Like, I plan every week. I write down even my workouts that I've got to do just because it makes me feel a lot more clear-headed and I feel like I can just see everything in front of me and manage everything a lot better. Obviously people are dealing with a lot more stress in their lives than I am, but I just find that those things help me at the moment. Um, Someone said, what are the most valuable lessons you've learned about yourself since starting the podcast? This is a really nice question actually. Um... I genuinely feel like I have evolved so much in the last six months and that's for a few reasons but one of them has been from having these conversations with really inspiring people. I feel like it's just shifted my mindset on a lot of things and it's given me a lot more self-belief and I feel like if all these people are doing these amazing things like running ultra marathons and doing 75 hard and doing bodybuilding shows, like I can do stuff too. So it's just given me this like renewed motivation and this this lust for life that I think I was lacking slightly before. So I'd say it's just given me more confidence in myself and more confidence in my abilities to go out and do hard shit. <laughs> And I honestly hope that everybody listening to the podcast feels the same because that's always been my goal is to share these amazing lessons and pieces of advice with you guys listening. So yeah, I think um, that's been the most valuable thing for me. 
Someone asked, what's the biggest thing you've changed about yourself slash the podcast since starting it? I'd say what I've changed about myself is just relating to the previous question, which is being more confident and having more belief in myself. I've also tried to bring a bit more of myself into the podcast episodes because I was a bit nervous to do that at the start, um, mainly because I thought people wouldn't want to hear from me and they'd be a lot more interested in the guest, which obviously is true, but I think as a podcast host, you need to bring your personality and your perspective across because that's what's going to keep listeners coming back to your show. And obviously, I'm not going to be everyone's cup of tea, but I'm also not going to shy away from, yeah, bringing myself into the podcast a little bit more. Something else I've changed would be recording the episodes in person. So the first three I recorded were via video call, mainly because the guests didn't live near me and also I hadn't found a studio at that point and I just wanted to get some episodes underway. Um, And there's nothing wrong with that, but I think if you want to put out content which is of really good quality, both visually and with the audio as well, it's so much easier to record in a studio with somebody and obviously you can use all the equipment there. Um, I know that I'm very lucky to be able to do that and it's not easy for everybody when they're just starting out. Um, But yeah, I think your content needs to be good enough quality that people are going to engage with it. Um, And the last thing I'd say is that I'm now viewing the podcast as more of a community and Sam Hans, who was on my show, actually said that to me because he said when he was looking at the like Instagram page and listening to the episodes it felt like it was building a community of people who are like-minded and they all want to better themselves and I just think that's such a nice way to look at it rather than seeing it as a isolated conversation between me and a guest it's like everybody that engages with the podcast in some way is part of the community and I just think with that we can create something really special. (laughs) Okay, someone said, best answer you have heard to the advice for someone who wants to achieve their personal best question. There's been so much good advice so far. I joked with um, someone recently that I should make a quote book and just put all these incredible um, motivational quotes in one place. But I think my favourite answer would have to be from Mo Gaudat. Um, and he explains that we should treat life like a video game. I actually might just insert his answer here rather than butchering what he said because it's so wonderful. So yeah, I'll let you listen to Mo. If you had to give a piece of advice or a quote or a mantra to help people achieve their personal best, what would it be? Life is a video game. The purpose of life is I'm going to play every moment of this game not to finish the level, not to get to get more coins, but to become the absolute best gamer I can become. So that when I play the next time, I'm a better gamer. What life is about is acquiring skills, applying them and affirming them. And skills here are not academic. Dating is a skill. Loving is a skill. Friendship is a skill. Listening is a skill. To be open to the opinion of someone who contradicts you is a skill. Okay, Take all of those things and build the person 
that's able to be put in every situation, acquire as much knowledge as possible, get as much favor from the people around them as possible, and, and really produce the maximum thing you can do because it's your personal best. I really just love that answer from Mo because something I am trying to get across with this podcast is there's so many different ways that you can better yourself beyond just being really dialed in with your training or your diet plan like obviously it's great to be health focused and have more strict goals but there's so many parts of life that matter as well and I think the way he's explaining it is really great because we have all these different experiences in life and from those experiences we acquire new skills and that allows us to level up and it's helped me think about things a bit differently because even if something doesn't go according to plan or I have a bad experience of something I now view it as a lesson and a new skill that I've acquired that will then help me going forward so I just think it's a really nice reframe of how you can actually become a better version of yourself. Someone said, would you trade your health for success? Honestly, no. I truly think your health is the first foundation of everything. And if you're not in good health, it's very difficult to manage anything else in life. And I know that having a healthy body is a privilege and it's something I never ever want to take for granted. Like I've had family members who have suffered with their health and watching them go through something like that, it just makes you realise how incredible it is to be in a healthy functioning body. And it's something I actually spoke to Owen Barrow about on the podcast because he is an entrepreneur and in the early stages when he was um, working on his own business, he would do like 16 hour days and still make time to go to the gym and train or go for a run and I just think it's such a good example of why exercise is so important because it keeps your body moving and it keeps your your mind in check as well um so yeah I just don't think you could even achieve success if you weren't healthy Um, And I'm pretty sure it's one of the most common traits among entrepreneurs actually is that they all exercise because there's obviously just so many incredible benefits to that. So yeah, I, I definitely think I would put my health before anything else, (laughs) pretty much. Another question is what's your biggest insecurity? And this is an interesting one, actually. The first thing that came to mind was my hip dips which sounds really silly um but it's just a part of my body that I don't love but I've definitely learned to accept and I don't know if you've seen that trend on social media where people stand in front of the camera and it says do you notice my biggest insecurity and then it says good no one else notices yours either and I think that's really helpful actually for people to realize that no one is judging your body in the same way that you do. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm accepting of that. But I would say on the whole, I'm not as insecure as I used to be. I think for quite a while, I struggled with this feeling of enoughness, like wondering if I'm funny enough or interesting enough or smart enough or attractive enough, like all these silly things. And I don't really know where it came from because... 
I've never been subject to bullying and I've always had amazing friends and family around me. It was just something I was dealing with on a personal level, um, but I've definitely come a long way. And I don't know if it comes with age, but I'm a lot more accepting of myself now and I can honestly say that I like the person that I'm becoming. So yeah, I, I wouldn't describe myself as insecure anymore, but there's obviously things that I don't love that I'm just willing to accept. So, yeah. So the final question I'm going to answer is, what did you think you'd have achieved by now? How much have you exceeded your expectations? This question actually came from my lovely friend. So thank you, Jazz. Um, I think it's difficult because I don't want to sound like I am the next biggest podcaster and I've achieved this incredible success because I still very much feel like I'm at the early stages of this podcast journey but I'm definitely further ahead than where I thought I'd be. I am honestly amazed that people continue to listen to the episodes every week and we're also growing the audience um, in particular on Instagram like I'm nearly at 20,000 followers which is insane and I know it can sound a bit arbitrary because it's it's just a number, but I really feel like we're building a community of like-minded people who all want to better themselves, and I just think that's wonderful. And anytime I get a message from someone saying they've enjoyed an episode or they feel inspired by something I've said or something a guest has said, it just gives me this great feeling that I'm doing something right, and that honestly just really spurs me on so yeah I am really just grateful for everybody who is helping this podcast grow and I can't wait to make it bigger and better and yeah see what the future holds and even getting a sponsor for the podcast at this stage is wild to me so a massive thank you to my protein for sponsoring the podcast um you can use code PERSONALBEST at checkout if you want to get any discounts on anything. I had to drop that in there at some point, didn't I? Um, but yes, I've definitely exceeded my expectations and I can't thank you all enough for supporting me and the podcast. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening to this episode. I know it's been a bit different, but I hope I've managed to answer some of your questions and I hope it's been interesting. So thank you very much again and I'll see you next week for another exciting episode. Bye for now. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.